Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning. Psalm 32 is where we're going to be today. Psalm 32. So if you have your Bible app or your Bible, go ahead and turn to Psalm 32. Going to read a few verses. Psalm 32 um, is one of my favorite psalms. You go, you keep saying that over and over and over again. Yeah, when we get into Psalm 32 in just a minute... <clears throat> You're going to see why Psalm 32 is such a blessing to me. So when you come on, if you give me the thumbs up, let me know you're there. Uh, send a comment from time to time. I, some of you are giving me, hey, Rachel, some of you send private messages to me. Um, please do that, man. I need the encouragement. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, everybody needs encouragement from time to time. But I am just interested to see who's listening and who's watching. And some of you are sharing uh, the videos that are blessing to you or, <coughs> excuse me, you think might, hey baby, that you might think will be a blessing to somebody else. I mentioned the other day that there was a family in church the other day on Sunday, a family that came to celebration for the first time that someone who was not at celebration has been watching the videos and they sent a couple of videos to one of their friends and one of the videos really spoke and ministered to them. They've been going through a hard time. So they popped in and worshiped with us at celebration on Sunday. So if these are blessing to you, send them. Um, just a heads up, um, 11, days, 30, 11 days from now, I'll be headed to the Philippines. And it's a 12-hour time difference. And I do plan to do, I do plan to do videos, like a devotional videos from the Philippines. So like if it's 7 o'clock p.m. there at 7 o'clock a.m. here. So the time is going to be cattywampus. It might be 7 o'clock in the morning for you. It might be 9 o'clock in the morning. Some of you will be at work. We've got many, a uh, whole, whole bunch of revival services planned. Could be 9 or 10 o'clock after revival service. So you may have to come back and watch them later. Anyway, Psalm 32. Tomorrow we'll be in Psalm 33. We shift. I've got to look. We shift pretty soon and go into the 90s. Go into the 90s for the rest of the month of October. Like 90s into the 100s and 140s or something like that. Hey, Sarah. So Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Again, it's a Psalm of David. Now, before we get into Psalm 32, let me give you a little bit of a backdrop to it, okay? Um, the Psalms were not necessarily written in chronicle, uh, chronological order the way they happened historically. For instance, and this is, a, this, is a, this is a key to understanding Psalm 32. Psalm 51 was written before Psalm 32. I remember studying this out years ago. I didn't get up and read that today and it popped in my head. I, I do remember studying Psalm 32 and Psalm 51 years ago. So Psalm 51 was written first by David, and then David came back at a time later and wrote Psalm 32. You go, well, why is that important? It's very important for this. Psalm 51 is when David confesses his sin to the Lord. Remember his sin, adultery with Bathsheba, 
And then David sent Bathsheba's husband to the front line of the battle uh, and had, and basically he was killed because David knew he would die if he were on the front line of battle. So David's committed adultery. He's committed murder. And that set into motion a lot of things with later with Absalom. His, I'm sorry, I got a little tickle in my nose. With, with Absalom, his son, trying to actually revolting against David and trying to take the kingdom. So Psalm 51, historians believe that David held on to his sin for about a year um, before he, he took it to the Lord. So he had, he commits adultery, he commits murder, and then he internalizes the sin that he committed for about a year. And then um, in Psalm 51, David confesses his sin. And I would encourage you today, after you read Psalm 32, go ahead and jump ahead and read Psalm 51, because David talks about when David confesses to the Lord, he says, forgive me, cleanse me, purge me, don't hold this against me, uh, which is a great way to, a great model for confessing our sins. So if you got that, I'm going to go to Psalm 32, okay? So thumbs up if you got that. Psalm 51, David confesses his sin with Bathsheba and then Bathsheba's husband to the Lord. So now he comes back a little bit later and he writes Psalm 32. And listen to how he begins Psalm 32. Blessed is he who trans, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile or deceit. So what he saw, talks about here is blessed. It kind of reminds me of Psalm 1, doesn't it? Blessed is the man that standeth not, that sitteth not, that sits the seat, that walketh not. Remember Psalm, Psalm 1? I just forgot it. Blessed. It means to be happy. It's real. It's a real, it's a word that's close to our word joyful, but it means to have extreme happiness. Um, happy. Sometimes in the Old Testament, I have to check it out here, it's written like in the plural, like happy, happy. So watch what he says. Happy or blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. So David understood walking a year with sin hidden in his heart, sin stored up in his heart. David had walked about a year with sin stored up in his heart. Psalm 51, it's kind of like a pimple pop. David confesses his sin to the Lord. Then he comes back and writes Psalm 32. And this is like the results of confessing his sin before the Lord. Okay, so listen to what he says. Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven. Verse, verse number three. When I kept silence, in other words, when I didn't, when I, when I internalized my sin, my bones waxed old. I felt like an old man. We've all been there, right? We've all been there. We hold on. We internalize sin. It starts affecting us physically through my roaring all the day long. So apparently David was so bothered. Hey, Liz, we're in Psalm 32. Go back and read Psalm 51 later, Liz. Psalm 51 is David's confession of sin. Hey, Russell, Psalm 51 is David's confession of sin after internalizing his adultery and murder for a year. David confesses his sin in Psalm 52, 51. Then he comes back and writes about the result of it. And he talks about being blessed. So then he says, when I kept, but when I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring. So apparently he, he was even like weeping 
when he when he didn't confess his sin. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. In the New Testament, we would call that conviction. My moisture is turning to the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord. Now he's referring back to Psalm 52. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Now, we don't have time for all of it, but skip down to verse number 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Now, when he says trust in the Lord, he's not just talking about being saved there. I believe when he talks about trusting in the Lord, he's talking about living in obedience to the word of God and the will of God. Okay? So, so by, by living in obedience, what he found out was he was living in wickedness and he experienced many sorrows, but he finally trusted the Lord. He brought his sin before the Lord. He confessed, he forsook his sin. And that's what trust is. Trust is living in obedience to what God wants. And then verse 11, be glad in the Lord. This is after, this is after his sin was forgiven. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. Why? Because now you're right with God again. You're right with God again. And shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So David experienced what he calls being blessed, happy, or joyful to the extent that when his sin was taken care of, he was glad in the Lord, he rejoiced, he shouted for joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So now let's unpack this just for a couple of minutes, okay? Let's just unpack this for a couple of minutes. So he starts and says, uh, let me turn it. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is a man unto the, whole, to the Lord, imputes not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile or deceit. So what David does here is, wrote this down in a little journal this morning. Hey, write, keep these, keep these and write them right down what you hear of the Lord. Unless you're on the road like Russell is right now, you can't write when you're driving to Atlanta. So, so the first part of this, the first part of this Psalm, he talks about experiencing forgiveness. And what he does is he uses three words for, to describe sin. And then he uses three words to describe what we would call forgiveness or what God does with our sin. The first word he uses is transgression. Blesses a man whose transgression is forgiven. So the first word he uses for what we would call sin or doing wrong is transgression. And the second word for what we would call forgiveness, he uses actually the word forget, or what we would call what God does with our sin when we confess it. So he says, blessed is a man whose transgression. Now the word transgression means a rebellion or revolt. Remember, uh, in regards to Saul's rebellion. Samuel said that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. Rebellion is knowing right, but choosing to do wrong. Is that a simple definition for rebellion? Rebellion is knowing right, but choosing to do wrong. And we've all transgressed. Paul talks about transgressing the law. Like we know the law in, in the book of Romans. They know the law, but they transgress. So, hey, some more folks are popping on. Give me a thumbs up if you would. So he's just the word transgression. And then that person's blessed when the transgression is forgiven. So the word forgiven is the Old Testament word, which means to carry off or to sweep away. Can you imagine living in rebellion 
and then God carrying it off, sweeping away. I kind of got in my mind like, you know, some trash or dirt or whatever on your floor at the house and your hardwood floors. You take that broom and what do you do? You sweep it away. When you sweep it away, when the broom, oh, this is pretty good here. When you sweep it away and then um, when you sweep it away and look back, the floor is clean. That's the way it is in our lives and hearts. When God sweeps away, God carries off our transgression or rebellion. The second word for sin that David uses is, it's actually the word sin. Blesses a man whose sin, and the second word for forgiveness, is covered. Sin is covered. Sin simply means to miss the mark. And what it means is it's the failure to live up to God's standards. So when we fail to live up to God's standards, that's called sin. New Testament is kind of like miss the mark. So blessed is a man, and we've all failed to live up to God's holy standards. Blessed is a man whose failure to live up to God's holy standards is covered. That means to be concealed or to hidden. Isn't that amazing? God not only sweeps away our transgression, God conceals, God hides our sin. God hides our sin when we confess it. God conceals our sin. The third word David uses uh, for sin is um, iniquity. Blesses a man who God does not impute. That's the third word for forgiveness. Iniquity is the conscious or intentional offense. To consciously or intentionally offend. That means we know what we're doing. We, we weren't in the wrong place at the wrong time and something slipped up on us. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I hear people say bad words all the time. I'm, just, I'm around people that say bad words all the time. And so like words that are unwholesome, words that are ungodly. So those words sometimes are up here because I'm around people that use those. So if I'm talking one day and one of those words comes out, okay? Those word, just say one of those real bad words comes out. I'm going to feel horrible. And I'm going to say, that's not me, but you're going, that is you, because you just said a bad word. But that that would not be an iniquity. That would not be an iniquity. That would be something that slipped out. I didn't sit down and plan. That's not a part of my vocabulary. Does that make sense? Now, iniquity, iniquity is something that I'm consciously aware of, and I'm intentionally violating God's word. That's an iniquity. Uh, sometimes it's some, uh, some people say it means to be crooked, not to be straight, but to be crooked. And then, so the man that has iniquity and God does not impute that to him, the word impute means to, uh, to reckon or to put on our account. So what happens is when we come to the Lord with that, Hey, Hey man, Hey, Hey man, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, brother, for our softball and baseball, um, clinics and Bible studies. So God doesn't put that on our account. It means to put on account. You have a banking account, a checking account, and there are things you put your paycheck in that goes on your account and stuff comes out of your account. So when we bring our sin to the Lord, our iniquity to the Lord, when we bring it to him, he takes it out of our account. God's not keeping count of that. And the people do, but God doesn't. So that's experiencing forgiveness. Three words for sin, transgression, sin, iniquity, rebellion, missing the mark, and consciously and intentionally offending. And then we're forgiven, carry off, sweep away, covered, concealed, not imputed, not put to our account. That's awesome. That'll make you shout right there. 
But now, when we hide our sin, three things happen to David. And I'm just going to mention them because we already read them. Number one, it affected him physically. He said, my, my bones waxed old. And we've all been there and we've all done that. Every one of us. When we've had hidden sin, we conceal that sin. We don't bring it to the Lord. It starts affecting us physically. Why do you think so many people, well, like people have fear and worry about other things other than their sin. I get that. But when we hold on to our sin, like there's that feeling in your, in your belly. You got a headache. You can't think straight. When we hold on to that, David said, I felt like an old man. And so that's one of the the results. So we, we need forgiveness. Why? Because it, that unforgiveness holding on to our sin affects us physically. And then it affects us mentally, which is emotionally. And what David's saying there, if you go back and read it, David was pretty much saying, I was an emotional wreck. And that's what happens when we, when we internalize our sin. It affects us physically. We start feeling bad. We feel older than we are. It affects us mentally. We become emotionally unstable. So here's David, the leader of a nation, who for a year was emotionally unstable because he internalized his sin. And number three, there was spiritual separation. That's what sin does. Sin separates us from God. Now, in the New Covenant, our sin has been forgiven as far as the penalty of sin. But John still said, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, First John. So what happens is, as New Covenant believers, when we sin, we don't have to get saved again. But if we do like David and hold on to our sin, it's the same thing. Physically, it affects us. Emotionally, it affects us. And spiritually, our sin separates us. Our sin hinders us from walking in fellowship with God because God still cannot look upon sin. So though we are Christians, when we die, we're going to go to heaven. Hallelujah. But when we have sin in our life, unconfessed to the Lord's sin, it hinders our spiritual walk with the Lord. So we need forgiveness. If you, if you see that, say, yeah, yeah, I hope this is, I know it's kind of somber today, but I hope it blesses you because some, somebody might be holding on to some sin or we know somebody this. So we, he talks about experiencing forgiveness. He talks about needing forgiveness. And then he talks about receiving forgiveness. And he says, he says three things there. Um, he uses the word, uh, perceive. He said, I perceived. In other words, David, David said, I acknowledge the word. I acknowledge my sin, which means David perceived, David recognized and had the idea of I admitted my sin. So if you even have something internalized, something you've been holding on to, admit it. First, recognize it, perceive it, and admit, acknowledge sin. Number two is the word exposed. David said, I exposed, I was exposed. Has the idea, or he says, I didn't hide it. It was, I didn't hide it. And they did hide it for a while, and finally it was not hid. So in other words, it was exposed. When he stopped hiding it, it was exposed. And the word hid there has the idea of being naked and bare before you. So what David said was, and go back and read Psalm 51 again, okay? You can see that David took off, not his physical clothes. David took off like his spiritual clothes. And David was naked and bare before the Lord, opening his heart 
acknowledging his sin, no longer hiding his sin. He was exposed before the Lord. And then he says, I confessed. The word confess means to cast away or throw away. Confession, when David confessed his sin, it put him on the path of restoration. Please get that. When David confessed his sin in Psalm 51, it put him on the path to restoration. His restoration involved physical, his restoration involved emotional, and his restoration involved spiritual because he was being eaten alive. Now, before you go, I know you go, man, that is so somber. Listen to what he says in verse 10 of Psalm 32. After he acknowledged his sin, after it was no longer hidden, uh, many sorrows shall be the wicked. He that trusteth the Lord. See, in Psalm 51, he actually trusted the Lord and brought his sin to the Lord. Then verse 10, 11, be glad in the Lord. Hey, hey, take your sin to the Lord. Admit it, confess it, whatever it is. Be glad in the Lord. Now you can be glad. Remember, it says, blessed is a man that... Now you can be glad. The reason you're not... The reason you, you can fake it. You can say, I'm going to fake it till I make it. No, but you know inside you're not glad. Emotionally, you're a wreck. Physically, you're, like, you're a wreck. And spiritually, you're separated from God because of that sin. But now you're not. So be glad in the Lord. Rejoice, which has the idea of spinning. Gil, spin around. Spin around. Like David rejoiced in front of the Ark of the Covenant for eight miles when it was going back. Be glad and rejoice. You righteous. Now, now you're what they call right. Now you're right with God. Shout for joy. All you that are upright in heart. So if you've got an upright heart, shout for joy. Why? Because God has restored you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Bam. I'm gone. <laughs> Have a great day.